All right. Hey, you guys are awesome. Nice job. Thank you for doing that. That's like literature teacher's dream right there. I asked you to share quotes. You're pulling out the books. I'm trying to talk and you're still doing it, which is fantastic. Like, I seriously like, yes, talk Shakespeare, connect with each other, follow the themes. Um, and the more you do that, the better you get at it and the more funnerer it gets. It's really great, okay? Uh, but that's gonna be kind of how we're rolling, right? I got the tunes, I'm taking attendance, I'll give you some things to do. I might be done, I might come around the room and look at your highlighted stuff, which is not gonna do today. But uh, we'll, we'll be in on it and we'll keep it rolling and we're making it work and happy Friday. <sighs> right? Long weekend. Um, today, we are going to act out a summary and then we're gonna look at the names just real quick, just cause it's fun. And then we're going to watch like 45 minutes of the movie. Well, not, we're not going to watch 45 minutes of the movie. We're going to study and analyze the movie for 45 minutes. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Got <laughs> Communication is key, right? Oh, I love it. All right. Uh, so let me pray, and then we'll jump in. Jesus, thanks. Thanks for a gorgeous, gorgeous day. And... Uh, Thanks for your love for us and a chance to watch this movie and study this play. Bless our efforts here to make some sense out of it and even to have some fun with it. Um, I also pray that we would get thinking about it. Create some good conversation. You bless our efforts. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Um, let me pull this up for you. Let's see if I've got it. Do I have it? I don't have it. Sorry, one sec. Shakespeare's second period, assignments. All right, I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but it is rolling now. I've got September up, okay? I waited so you weren't like, <gasps> and maybe now you're like, don't worry, it's like September, we got time. I'm figuring out a rhythm as well. Like for example, some of you noticed that I had it this due yesterday because I have a fourth period class that I see yesterday. But for you, it's really due when? To like, yeah, so the block stuff is gonna be funky. We gotta navigate that. Um, I'll see you guys Tuesday? Yeah, I don't see them until Wednesday, so we're getting there, right? Um, and so this should roll now where you've got act one done and you posted three quotes. I will give you credit for that and I'll check out your quotes. More so, share them today as we go through it and like, hey, what about this and that and there we go. I'm going to spend a decent chunk of time on act one because I'm really kind of modeling for you. What's going through my mind when I read it? What can you do with this play? Where are these themes? What does that look like? So well, we're going to go nice and slow and then it'll, it'll start, you'll see, it'll start picking up the pace. So you'll read your lines out loud next Tuesday. <laughs> so next Tuesday, you'll read your lines out loud and we'll look at act one, scene four and five and we'll talk through those lines and then we'll watch it, right? So we'll watch the first three scenes today if we get to it, right? That's the plan. Then we'll read those last two scenes and then watch them, right? But then you will have already read act two, scenes one through three for your homework so that next Friday, if I got it right, We'll watch act two. Yeah, so yes, figuring out the little rhythm there. Okay, so act two, one through four, read and annotate. It says 12th night, act two, scene five, just read and annotate. Yeah, because that scene's hysterical. It's the garden scene 
where he finds the love note, and it's it's hilarious. I don't need to find quotes; they're all over the place. But we're gonna like just come in and watch it. Just be ready for discussion. Scenes three, read and annotate, and now actually post a response. Start writing about it. Does that make sense? And then start writing about it. Act four, very specifically on this scene, I want you to write a reader response. Yeah. I think you'll notice Act 5 is due like at the end of this month or maybe early October. That's kind of like basically per week an act. We good? Cool. That, that actually may spread out even more as I'm trying to figure out pandemic teaching <laughs> and our double block pace. So that may, oh look at that, yeah. That may spread out more. I'll adjust the due dates as we go, okay? But I think for some of you, it's nice to know where we're going and what's due because maybe this weekend you're like, ah, oh, sweet, I'm just going to chill and like read 12 night. Great, have a ball. <laughs> Get it all done. That's fine. Questions on logistics? Cool. All right. Then let's, uh, let's get back to this. Okay. So that's the movie. We'll jump in here in just a second. I want to do a few things. And even as you're anticipating the movie, you should know right off the bat, we study films. We don't just sit back and watch movies, right? All right, so we are going to socially distanced act out this opening scene, all right? Or not the opening scene, a little summary. Um, what I used to do, and I'm okay, I won't always say what we used to do, but I'm okay saying it now because it's one of those lessons where I'd like you to potentially do it someday or go home and do it. Um, with my children, when we go down to see a, a play, right, we'll get out the Beanie Babies and we'll put little name tags on them. Hello, my name is Olivia. And then we'll act out the summary with the Beanie Babies because Shakespeare's meant to be what? Scene. I actually have a garbage can filled with Beanie Babies that I usually just dump on the floor and then you get in groups and you get to play with Beanie Babies and act it out. It's super fun. Sorry. <laughs> Cursed be COVID. All right, so we just can't do that. I was like, maybe I could spray them on. I'm like, no, spraying. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So we're going to do the second thing that I've done before as well. This is a fun way to do it too. Hi, I'm Sir Toby Belt, right? And then we're going to like, I'm going to read it and you're going to kind of act it out and we're going to talk our way through it. And what you'll see is it's one thing to read a summary. It's one thing to read the packet and highlight the summary. It's another to slow down and like, watch it happen and you're like oh now you don't need to do this before a Shakespeare play but because his plot structures are so complex I have found that if you can get a basic grasp on the plot structure you're not trying to figure out the plot structure during the performance got it no yes yeah okay and so what we're doing is with the faces on how to watch a Shakespeare play you know, you get like, ah, this is crazy, all the intros, right? And then the plot is in act two. What we're doing is we're moving that up. So you can at least get the plot going into the play, and then you don't have to figure it out as it's rolling so fast. Agreed? All right, so I need some help. And you're allowed to do whatever if you want to be a guy or a girl or whatever you want to be. But I need eight people to volunteer to be these characters and hold the signs, and then the rest of us, we're gonna go outside, right? And the rest of us will kind of sit and watch as we talk it out. 
So I just need people to volunteer. You don't have to bring your books. You don't have to say any, well, I might have you say like, I love him or whatever, like, you know, but you're not really acting. We're just kind of shuffling you around like chess pieces and stuff, All right? So I need a Viola Cesario, okay, Viola Cesario, Maria. Actually, probably shouldn't be touching these, ready? So I need a Viola, if you don't mind coming up and grabbing it, and then a, who, a Maria. Maria, great. I need an Olivia. Olivia. All right. I need a Toby Bells. Who wants to be drunk Uncle Toby? Come on, any takers? What? No, yeah? All right, let's go. Come on. I need a Sebastian, a twin. Right, let's go. All you got to do is hold a piece of paper. I'll tell you, Sebastian. Duke Orsino, Duke Orsino, Sir Andrew Ogface, oh, Ogface, oh, and Malvolio. I'll bring this over there. Malvolio, come on over. All right, and then Andrew Ogface. The only Shakespeare I've ever acted in was Twelfth Night. Are you serious? No way. Are you kidding me? Let's go. That's fantastic. All right. Hey, hey, Shakespeare is Shakespeare. Okay. All right, we ready? We're gonna go outside. I think we might be able to just go like right here. Does that work? We'll just go out right out here. We'll kind of sit under the tree there and make it work. So ready, set, go. There we go. Okay, nice. Actually, who's first? It would be Duke Orsino. So you're ready to go. Okay, so everybody's got their little uh, sheet and I'm gonna kind of read, just talk through what's going on. Our goal right now is to not figure out the whole play, but just get like the love quadrilateral that's happening or whatever it is, you know, the octagon of love in this play and what's happening. Yes. Is this like all the main characters? Yeah, just the main characters. It's not everybody. It's not everybody for sure. Okay. So in the imaginary land of Illyria, Duke Orsino is pining for the love of Countess Olivia. So Olivia is going to come up here. All right. So ready? Ready? I know. Let's go. Ready? So here you go. Ready? I love her. I love her. I love her. I love you. There we go. Ready? But Countess Olivia has declared seven years of mourning for her dead brother. So sorry. Sorry. There you go. All right. So, so here we go. Ready? Here's... Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So ready? I love her. I love her. I love her. No way. No way. No way. Go. I love her. There we go. Everything's in a stalemate. How's the house? How's love? Uh, okay, so ready? You guys can step back. And then a storm at sea washes up Viola on Illyria's remote shores. Splash. What country, friends, is this? What country, friends, is this? There we go. She fears her twin brother, Sebastian. Yes. She's afraid that he's dead. I'm not dead. You're not dead. Yeah, so go back there. Go back there. Okay. I'm not dead. All right. Now, the captain helps her, but adopting a young page's disguise, Flip, <gasps> Cesario, all right. She needs to get a job. I need to get a job. And Viola, Olivia's not taking anybody, but Orsino is. Where? Okay, come on over. Orsino is. So now, dressed as a guy, she's going to work for who? Arsino, right? Okay, so she's gonna work for Arsino. Now they are best buds. You'll, if you read it, like three days later, best buds. Yes? All right, yeah, they, 
Nice. All right. Now, Orsino, how's it going with Olivia? Not good. Not good. You want Olivia? Yes. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you want Olivia? She won't see you, so you're gonna send who? All right. So come here, Olivia. Wingman. Total, total wingman. Hey, I know you love each other. Although you are the drunken fool, so nice work. <laughs> All right. So you're gonna send Cesario to win Olivia for you. Ready, wingman. Now, why might Cesario be really good at wooing women? Because she is a woman and she does a great job. She does so well that what does Olivia do? Falls in love with Cesario, who's actually a girl. <laughs> no, all right. So, but your job is to win her for him. Yeah. Yes. How's that going? I think you're really like that's what's going on. So right. Interestingly, you like him, but you're willing to get her for him. Oh. Yeah. We'll set that scenario up later. All right. I know. Can you feel? Okay. Right. So. Um, yes. We're good with the triangle. Ready? Step back. Next scene, Sir Toby Belch. Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yes. Sir Toby Belch and Andrew Aguface are drinking buddies. Yeah. These guys are drinking buddies, so ready? No touching, COVID, no touching. All right, so now ready? You're drinking buddies without touching and you're socially distanced drinking buddies having parties late into the night. It's really annoying. You're super loud. Where's Malvolio? Malvolio, shut this down. <laughs> right? What? So these guys are pissed off at Malvolio, who's doing, he's doing his job to the head butler to shut down the crazy drinking party. All right? Now, they, it's yet shut down. You go away. You guys are pissed. You don't like who? Malvolio. We don't like him because he's shutting down all the fun. Where's Maria? Maria, come here. You're really good at writing. So Maria is going to write a love note. Yes? <laughs> Maria light, writes a love note. Wow, it's so fun to see everybody's faces. Maria writes a love note, you know, so you don't have to touch it. Maria writes a love note and says, hey guys, I'm pretending to be Olivia because I know that Malvolio is secretly crushing on Olivia. <gasps> okay, so we wrote a love note from who? From Olivia to Malvolio, but who really wrote it? Maria. And does Olivia know this? No. Okay, so ready, love note, you write it, you drop it right there. You guys step back. You step back. What was that? Well, okay, why does Maria do it? She totally knows Olivia, but they all hate who? Alright, so ready? Practical joke, don't get any ideas. This is a horrible idea, although it works, but don't do it. Don't ever do this, right? Malvolio finds, you don't have to pick it up, but Malvolio finds and reads the love note and it says, oh my goodness, he's like, oh, <gasps> Olivia loves me, which by the way, is there any chance of that? No, 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 no. right? <laughs> Olivia loves me, her head butler, I never knew, but I always hoped, right? 
And so in the letter, it says he needs to like talk pile politics and smile all the time and wear yellow socks. Because who likes yellow socks? Who actually hates yellow? Who actually hates yellow? Olivia. But what does the letter say? That she loves yellow. So he puts on yellow socks. Maria, step aside. And now actually, Maria, Toby, and Andrew are all hiding in the bushes. And they, they watch this all happen. And then they step back. And Olivia comes up. And Malvolio starts strutting his stuff. Because he thinks that Olivia what? Likes him. It's like, let's go. All right Here comes the yellow socks. I'm going to get out of the way here. Yes, yes, yeah. How's it going, Olivia? Yeah. Everybody... Well, and actually, it's interesting because who's watching all this? Sebastian. Well, the, the... Sorry. Sebastian doesn't have much. I'm so sorry, Sebastian. But the drunken fools and Maria are all watching and laughing, right? How do you feel about your head butler dressing up in yellow socks and going, getting all over you? That's weird. So everybody catch this now. How does Belch feel about Malvolio? He hates him, right? She says, oh my gosh, Malvolio's crazy. Hey, Sir Toby Belch, you're in charge of him. Good idea or bad idea? Bad idea, bad idea right? So she puts Toby in charge of Malvolio and they lock him up. So ready, over here, you are now locked up. You're locked up over in a dark room and they're going to bully him and torture him to try him to get him go actually go insane good idea or bad idea that's a great idea bad idea no hey hey no kicking covid all right torture hey no torturing either love each other okay so ready that's all happening and then we have this whole other subplot yeah not yet it's coming it's coming i love it it's coming now ready what is and why is Andrew even in the house? Anybody know? He's a drunken fool who's really rich, and Toby wants the rich drunken fool to marry who? Olivia. Olivia, because that'll give them more money and they could have more drinking parties. Does he really think that that's going to happen? No, but we found out that Olivia likes who? Cesario. So come on out, Cesario. And then Andrew, and we set up a duel to the death for love. So Andrew says, I'm going to kill you because I love her. Will that win your heart? Come on, will that win her heart? Yeah. Boy. All right. And by the way, this knight is going to fight who? Cesario, which is actually a woman. Is that what knights are supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What? He's yeah, totally just chilling in the background, doing jack squat, waiting for all this to happen. Yeah. So not right yet, but you will. We'll get out. The, we'll see if we can get out the fencing swords later. I don't know. Six feet. I think it will work. It should. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Spread. Okay. So these guys fight, and then then we'll we'll cut that scene. So everybody step back. Now ready? Wait a second. Cesario. And Sebastian are twins. I have twin boy-girl twins, right? If you pull Anna's hair back and Eli's hair back and put Anna in guys' clothes, they, I mean, you guys, guy-girl twins are not identical, right? Thank you, okay. But they can still look similar. They don't have to, but they can. Mine do. 
Yeah, right? You guys, come on, totally. I mean, it's right there. So, ready? She's going to step back right now because she's serving Orsino, but he washes up on shore because he's still alive. And so he's going to, of course, go check out, you know, what's going down. And he's wandering through town and he bumps into, ready? He bumps into Olivia, but Olivia's going to think that this is who? Beethoven. Everybody got that? So ready? Just quick question. You got a shipwreck, you're orphaned, you wash up in a new land, and a gorgeous rich woman says, hey, you want to get married? What would you say? Come on, right? Like, so she's like, Cesario, I love you. And you're like, well, I'm not Cesario, but I'm glad you love me. And sure, I'll get married, right? Like, that makes sense? How are we doing? Do everybody see the crazy? Because she thinks it's him. Yes, but this actually is a guy, not a girl. And yeah, and he's like, sure, whatever. Yes. Okay, so we'll all step back. And let's give it, now don't, don't leave yet, but let's give it up for our actors and actresses. How are we doing? Okay, so ready real quick. Olivia, come forward. Who likes Olivia? Okay, so if you like Olivia, come out. You're the uncle. Get off the stage. That's gross. You're gross. You're gross. Okay, so ready? Orsino likes Olivia. Malvolio's crushing on Olivia. Sebastian's like, sure, whatever, let's go. And Andrew, I'm trying, to get set up trying to get the money, right? Trying to get it. So cheers. Bless you. Now, wait, wait, actually, Olivia, come back out. Who does Olivia like? Cesario. Olivia likes Cesario, but who does Cesario like? Me. Yes, but who do you like? Olivia. So we got the triangle and the quadrangle. Yes? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And in the background, we have Sebastian and Maria and Festy and Antonio. Well, you're kind of in the foreground, but you're in the background as well. All right. Did everybody catch the general role here? Yes? Is it nice to see the crazy a little bit? Yeah? Anybody have any questions? So, I'm Olivia's uncle? That's why. So, yeah, here, let's, let's all line up. Yeah, let's line up. Let's line up. Come on up a little bit. Come on. Here, stand back, stand back, stand back. Line up, line up, and we'll do it. Okay, so in regards to families, Olivia and Toby, this is Uncle Toby, right? So, yeah, Uncle Toby, does that make sense? Toby and Andrew are what? Buddies. Drinking buddies. In regards to family, Sebastian and Viola are twins, all right? And Maria is hanging out with who? So you can come over here. Maria's hanging out with the drinking buddies, but she serves Olivia. And Malvolio, sir, actually, actually, you don't know be better if you came over here. Malvolio is the head butler for like Downton Abbey, right? So head butler, and she's the gentlewoman serving you. Everybody got that? Is that helpful? I'm just here. Yeah, you're just the Duke, man, right? He's just, he's rich Duke who wants to marry the rich Duchess. Or Countess, Countess. How um, are Viola and Sebastian, like, well off? Oh, that's a great point. So if you caught this, if you caught this when reading, you'll see it in a few minutes. Viola had her dad name Orsino. Name Orsino. Why is dad talking to Viola about Orsino? Because he's a bachelor. Why? Yeah, so you guys, you guys are wealthy enough that dad would see you guys as a match. Okay. 
Which actually then, as the play unfolds, no wonder you're like, yeah, I like that dude, you know? Although, wait, oh shoot, <laughs> you know, I can't because I'm dressed as a guy, yeah? yeah? So that's a normal it's, match. It's like the beginning thing where she's like, oh, I've heard of this dude because he's yeah. still a bachelor. That's it. So she's wondering, hey, is he still a bachelor? Like, huh? well, right, maybe this could work. Yes? You're useless. Actually, Uncle Toby's not well off. That's why. Ready? That's why you're mooching off of your niece. You what? Drunk mooch. That's what you are. You're mooching off me. Yeah, you're mooching off of her, and now you want him to marry her so you can mooch off of him. Mooch! <laughs> yeah. So she falls in love with. She falls in love with Cesario, who is actually a girl. Okay. But it's him. Yes? So we good? That'd be super awkward for Cesario. Totally awkward, right? Like crazy awkward. Yeah. The whole time like when she's like giving a speech and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. uh, uh, yeah, okay. Um no, no, no. Like the movie nails it. Like they has them all close and she's like, Meh. Yeah. Alright, we good? Yeah. Alright. Awesome job. You get to, since we can't pass the papers around and reuse them, just recycle them. Let's give it up for our actors and actresses. Nice job, audience. Let's all head back up and we'll get into the movie. Excellent job. Oh, my stuff. Thank you. So part of what I like about what we just did is we get to see it, right? And are we everybody pretty clear on just the general crazy plot structure? Yes? So now let's just take a few minutes, not a lot, but let's just even see what Shakespeare does with the names of the persons in the play. We'll go through the names and then we'll have 45 minutes to watch some film, okay? To study and analyze the film, all right? So we got Duke Orsino, yes? All right, he's the Duke of Illyria. I think this is kind of fun. Again, as English class, I'm a literature teacher, so I'm allowed to do this. Here's the key. If it's not there, totally call me on it. Got it? But if it's there, how far down the rabbit hole can I go? <laughs> Ooh, it's so fun. All right, Duke of Illyria. What are the first three letters of Illyria? Ill, ill, and leery. Lyria, Lyria, I'm a little leery. So, ill, well, what kind of sick are we gonna get in this play? Ill. Love sick, love sick. We're all gonna get the love sick, all right? And uh, leery, everybody's a little leery of everything that's going on, right? It's all really kind of weird. So, I think it's kind of fun that that happened. Illyricum is in the Bible, if you wanna look up Illyricum. Is there a little, little dude in here? Are we gonna be okay? That's super distracting. I bet. I bet. Is there anyone who is like needs needs an EpiPen if they get stung in our room? Yeah. Really? 
Hey, thanks for doing that. Actually. Hey, I respect you for that, Kyle. Thank you. All right. Look at that. We could call him Sir Howarda. Right? Yeah. Sir Kyle. Sir Kyle. Okay. So, Duke Orsino, he's rich, he's powerful, right? The land is sick and leery, and uh, Orsino means bear. So, is he a big teddy bear or is he a grizzly? He's a grizzly. I don't know. We'll find out, right? Curio, everybody say your best British curio. Curio, chup chup, curio. Curio sounds like what? Curio. Curious or Oreo. Maybe Oreo or curio. Curio. Right? Valentine, the dude's name is Valentine in a play about love. Hello. Is that obvious? Thank you. He's a messenger. So, Valentine. And actually, yes, Valentine would have been known as Valentine because Chaucer was the first one to write about Valentine's Day in Parliament of Fowls 200 years earlier. Go Chaucer. And it was about birds. So, love, bird, Valentine. Yeah, there you go. First ossifer and second ossifer. If we've got the officers in the play, what does that mean? Officer. Yeah. And so, if we've got them in the play, what does that mean? What's going on? Somebody's doing something, and we either got to stop the stop the madness, or protect, or arrest somebody, or do something, right? So something's going on. Okay, Viola. How do you guys want to say your name? Viola. 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 Whatever. Right, but lots of different ways to say it. Viola. Well, what does that sound like? Flower. Flower. So violets. 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 That could be that. What? Like a violin. violin or just a viola is an instrument, so viola. Yes, violet. All right. It actually means faithful, right? The word violet means it's come from the stem faithful. She's later disguised as Cesario. Cesario sounds like? Caesar. So she likes Caesar salad. Yes. Okay. No, wait, that's too far. Okay. <laughs> but no mom and dad. So no mom and dad are mentioned. But isn't it interesting if music be the food of love, play on, and then he mentions the flowers later, and then in scene two, a woman who is music and flowers washes up on his shore. Eh? Huh? Okay, all right, whatever. A sea captain. I don't know what to do with that one. Okay, so there you go. Sebastian, her twin brother, so there's twins. Sebastian, anybody know what bastion means? What a bastion is? Fortress, fortress of strength. So we have sea and fortress of strength. So that's kind of cool. In a play that's on the ocean with shipwrecks, etc. Olivia, right? So fun. What a great name. Olivia. Sounds like? Live. And olive. Olive is for peace, right? So peace. Olivia. Via is Italian for live. So her name is O Live Live. Peace. It's kind of cool. Right? So lots of life and maybe some peace. She's a countess, so she likes to count. <laughs> One. Okay, no. We won't even do it. Um, if she's a countess, that means she's what? Rich and She's, so this is kind of cool. Shakespeare puts powerful women in the play, which is nice. Okay, probably convenient to do that during his time period. 
because was there a powerful woman in England at the time? Yeah. Queen E. Oh, don't mess with her. She's so awesome. Okay. Uh, Maria. Ave Maria. Mother of God? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, not her, actually, no. Actually, Maria comes from Mara. Anybody know what Mara means? Beautiful. No, sorry. Yeah, bitter. Let's go. Right there. Not beautiful, but that's okay. I think, wasn't, doesn't Bell mean beautiful? I don't know. Luke wrote beautiful in my book. Did he really? <laughs> All right, go Luke. <laughs> I don't know where. For Maria? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe it means beautiful somewhere, somehow. But thank you for Luke, right? Let's hear it for a used book is the best. All right. Waiting gentleman. What's she waiting for? She's just like waiting? The wait staff, like a waiter, doesn't just wait, they serve. So she's a serving gentlewoman, so she's a gentlewoman who serves. Also, sometimes the ladies in waiting are there waiting for their turn to get married. So that's a possibility as well. Um, or they're waiting on you as you are trying to get married. There's all those different types of things. Gentlewoman, I don't know if gentle fits with her personality in this play, but whatever. All right, uh, bitter definitely fits with Maria. Sir, everybody circle the word sir. It's there twice. What does sir mean in Elizabethan England? He's a knight. knight. I mean, it still means that, I guess. But back then, you were a knight. And you guys, this is Elizabethan England. We're talking late Middle Ages here. So knights and ladies and all the castles and the swords and the horses, like that's still going on. Yes? Okay, yeah. So would you curtsy to a knight? <laughs> I don't know if you would. Maybe you would curtsy or bow to a knight for or sure. Bow. Why do you ask? Why do I ask? Yeah. I just, I like gesture. You know, I feel like, like you can't dap up in like Corona time, so maybe get that going, curtsy. Take a curtsy, curtsy, bow. Wait, can you show me a curtsy? I don't know if I should do that. Why? Because I'm a guy. But like, I can bow. Okay, ready? Um, although I could dress up as a girl, and then we could pretend we're in a Shakespeare play. Uh, all right, so Sir Toby Belch, the dude's name is Belch. What's a Belch? A burp. He's Sir Burp. Right? Shakespeare is like, obviously, like, this is Sir Drunk Dude. That's what he is. So he's a knight of drunkenness. All right? He's the uh, kinsman. He's Uncle Toby. Sir Andrew Eggface. Right? So cheek is on your face, and ague comes from auger. So he's Sir Andrew Screwface. <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with that. Whatever. Right? I mean, yeah. He's a companion. You could put quotes around companion. Probably not for Andrew if you want to go a few steps further. But that does come up in the play, so we'll talk about companion and what that means in Twelfth Night in a play about love. Malvolio. What's mal mean? Bad. bad. So he's bad what? Bad volio. Volio sounds like Viola or Olivia. Oh my gosh, right? So like you got the Olivia, Viola, Malvolio, and they're all what? overlapping and interconnected, but Mal definitely means bad. He's Olivia's steward. What's a steward? Butler. Hmm? butler. Yeah, the butler. So he's Jeeves, right? So he's the head butler. Um, he serves in the household and he's in charge. So he's the servant who's in charge of all the other servants. Does that make sense? Okay. Reports directly to Olivia and he's totally crushing on her, right? Got it. Fabian. 
Fabian Parkway? No, I, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Not going to work. Um, but he's hanging out in the house. So you guys are noticing that people are kind of like mooching off Olivia and hanging out and hanging around. So that's part of this, not a theme per se, but it's definitely there. Okay. I mean, do people mooch off of rich people? Yeah. Can rich people be generous? Yes, but can people take advantage of that? Yes. So yes, 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 yes. All right. Festi sounds like what? Festival. Festival. Feast, right? Fester? Yeah, it depends on your interpretation. Okay. Definitely feast. He is a clown. He's the jester. Some of you need to connect these dots real quick. Does anybody here like a good laugh? Come on, a really funny YouTube clip, or a really good comedian, or a really funny movie. Come on, right? Especially now, we all need to laugh a little bit, right? So do we still, in 2020, do we still like to laugh? But in the late Renaissance, nobody liked to laugh. I mean, what? <laughs> did they like to laugh back then? Yeah, but could they get a YouTube video? Could they go see, you know, a movie? No, so if you wanted laughter, you had to have a live comedian. Does that make sense? And could you go see live comedy show? Yeah, you can do that nowadays. I mean, Furnace Company is a little bit like that at times, right? Like that's part of what they do because we like to laugh, right? Here, let's do this. I don't think we need the computers open unless you want to declare that you're taking notes or you're doing something with Twelfth Night. Yeah, I don't think we just, just we don't need them up more or fold the flap. But I, I think it's really important. Yeah, thought. Would that be great? Yeah. yeah, like imagine having a comedian just at your disposal. Because you, I mean, it's really interesting. You're not like, but that's so weird. You guys, at your disposal. Like this is in your hand. And you're like, like imagine having a comedian in your living room who can help you laugh when you want to laugh, right? And you're like, that's so weird. Yeah, what's a TV? It's in your living room with a comedian right there. It's just digitally on the screen. But in, instead, now it's just what? Live. Are we tracking? So. Yes, it's removed, but it's not actually that far removed. This is someone who just likes to laugh, is good at telling jokes, and adds some levity to life, which is really great. Yes? When I talk about what was interesting in the Shakespeare handout we got, it kind of says it's the voice of reason. All right. Which I feel like is still kind of common today with comedians, because yeah. comedians, like, their role is to point out kind of things that are wrong with society and yeah. try to make light of certain things. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the best comedians can do it in a way where we laugh and think and maybe even change. Like, that's what's really great. Shakespeare's um, clowns and fools and jesters are famous for that. It's really great. Add to that, ready? Add to that. If you're rich and powerful, do a lot of people suck up? Are they going to tell you what, you want, what they think you want to hear? So here's what's so fun about the A, the voice of reason, right? B, back in the day, the jester had free license to say whatever they want and they won't get their head chopped off. <laughs> they won't get fired and they won't get, down, get kicked out. This is kind of like the paid friend who's gonna be completely honest all the time. Like, isn't that cool? And you're like, that sounds weird. Actually, I think it's not that far removed. Do you even have some friends or some people in your life who just say what you think they want? 
right? Especially if you have a, a certain sense of power or charisma or maybe even wealth kicking around as teenagers that sometimes people kind of suck up or buddy up just because they want some of that, right? The jester is, is able to cut through that. I think it's really cool to have the really honest friend who can say whatever they want without getting in trouble, right? What a, actually, in some respects, what a cool position to have, yeah? But it's like the prophets in the Old Testament, too. You might not always be appreciated. Fair enough? So, really good ones can make you laugh. You'll have a lot of fun, but they're also going to be reason and levity and insight and perspective. Festy definitely is that, right? Many a good hanging prevents a bad marriage. But um, and then you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Got it? Okay, so that's a little bit on the jesters. Then we got a priest. What does a priest do in a play? They either marry people or bury people. In a comedy, we're going to do what? In Hamlet, we're going to do what? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, technically, they should be a voice of forgiveness, maybe even grace. Does that make sense? So they should represent that. Think of Romeo and Juliet. Friar Lawrence is trying to offer some hope or some creative stuff, although he might have been the one who screwed it all up, too. So that can happen as well. Where do you see the priest in this play? <laughs> mm, okay. Next, we've got the servants of Olivia and then musicians and sailors and lords and attendants and all the other extras. Are we ready? Twelfth night? Let's do it. Okay. Isn't that kind of fun, though? You can see what you get just out of the names, right? There's so much there. Now, Shakespeare can't do that with every name list. Like, the histories, it's a little trickier. But he even does it. He does it as well. Whatever you got to do. Yep. All right. As we jump into the film here, all right, this is set up. It's, you know, it's a reputable company. Um, Shakespeare tends to not necessarily be high budget, although it's getting there. It's getting there, right? A lot of the Shakespeare movies are, you got to do the best you can with what you got. This one is one that I really like. It's well done. You'll notice that it's a low budget film, but it's well done. I mean, Helena Bodum Carter is in it. There's some great actors and actresses in it. It's got great music, and they, they set as best they can the scenes, right? So, and by the way, it's filmed on location at these houses in England when you're just like, oh my gosh, right? So it's like Downton Abbey type stuff. So you'll see all of that. And just do your best to kind of roll with it. It's a little dated as well. I think it's like 20 plus years old or maybe even older than that. But have fun with it. We'll roll with it. I'm going to stop it a bunch. Who's seen Up? The first nine min minutes are famous, right? Because they set up the context of the story of him with his house in the middle of the city. Yes, I and mean, it's just brilliant storytelling. This, they do this as well. Most Shakespeare plays do that. They help the audience get a little bit of context, a little bit of what's going on, and then they jump in. We are going to start at Act 1, Scene 2. All right, what country, friends, is this? This is two hours and 10 minutes long. This is three and a half hours long. What did they do? They cut at least 30%. They cut at least an hour out. That happens as well with Shakespeare. So we're going to talk through some of the stuff that's cut because we want to study which one? This. That's an interpretation that will help us with this, and we've got to see it. They also move the scenes around. So I'm going to help you. It's going to be best for you as we study this movie and this play 
All right, at least pretend. Make me feel good. But have your book out and a pen or a pencil and have it open. At least do that, okay? I'd love for you to take notes and follow along and ask questions. And even better, share what you're finding and what you did for your homework. Ready, set, go? All right, here we go. Music is so good. The wind and the rain. Can you still see it? Take notes. But merry your sound, which shall it be? For the rain, it raineth every day. That was actually the last song of the play. So they're, they're kind of weaving that in. Once upon Twelfth Night. Here's that opening bit. Oh, what you will. Aboard a ship bound home to Messaline. The festive company, dressed for masquerade and singing songs each other to amuse. Delight about the rest in two young twins. Antonio. There's the twins. This is going to come up later.
above them, divide what naught had ever kept apart. There's our intro. And that war thing does actually come up in Act 4 way later. But that's kind of the backdrop, shipwreck, twins. We got opening line. bottom of 90 now and then goes on to page 91 if you're gonna track with us okay remember at least pretend like have your books open follow along that's Festi this is the director's interpretation now the director has Festi see this does that make sense that means he knows that Cesario is Viola the whole time, but he never gives it away. That's an interesting interpretation, right? That necklace will show up later.
by middle of 91. By the way, what does she want to do? Who's following service? Right, so there's our line right there. I think it's interesting if you're following family up at this point now, if that's kind of what you're, you're tracking. You've got she is orphaned, Sebastian and she are orphaned, and now she thinks she lost her brother. Now she's staring at someone whose dad died a year ago and just is going to her brother's funeral. I want to serve her. Right, so how interesting to unpack that. Was she allowed to serve Olivia though? No, because Olivia's like, I don't want any, nobody. I don't want any more servants. I don't want to deal with anybody. Yeah, she just lost her dad and now her brother. Okay. Dragon, what's it like seeing it? Is it nicer to see it? Yeah. She will admit no kind of suit. Now, not the dupes. Be my aid for such disguises, happy shall become the form of my intent. I'll serve this duke. I shall present me as a boy to him. In my room of my pains, I can sing and speak to him in many sorts of music that will allow me very worthy service. Okay, oh. ladies, I'll pass out the scissors. I actually want some of you to like grab your hair right now. Come on, what would it be like? All the way off, right? So she's got to chop it off so she can look like her bro. The nice thing is she gets to get rid of all that tight girl clothes. That can all come off, right? We are on page 92. The captain's going to help her look like her brother. So we're going to put on brother's pants. Why can she pull this off? She's got a twin bro, right? So she knows what he acts like and knows what he looks like. We're going to stuff in a different place than maybe you would expect, right? <laughs> then she's got to put on three sports bras, three sizes too small, yeah? Just like, crush it all in. All right. Ouch. Man's shirt. Man jacket, no more girl shoes, got rid of guy shoes. And now she's a what, right? She's the, she's the man, yes, no, man, okay, all right. Okay, so are we tracking, are we catching this, yes? We can't go further unless you're willing to suspend your disbelief at this point. Because the whole play hinges on her, it all hinges on her motivation to dress up as a guy. And if you're like, oh, well that's lame, whatever, you'll be fine with the story, but you'll actually, in some respects, miss the weight and the depth of this. So, ready? We're 400 years ago. She washes up on shore, no cell phones. 
no official protective organization of people, right? You got some knights kicking around, but there's no one out there looking out for people to protect them per se, right? So 400 years ago, wash, ladies, you wash up on shore. No cell phone, you don't know anybody, and you've got to walk through town wet. Is that safe? No. Thank you. Ready? 2020, off of New York City or Chicago, ladies, you wash up on shore, and you've got to walk through town wet. <laughs> like, is that safe? No, it's not safe now. It wasn't safe then. Does that make sense? Like, this is just life in some respects. Potentially, is it safer as a guy? Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, safe, really, but it's safer. You got a hand up. Yeah, do what you got to do. All right, so I want you to process that out. Here's another very close to home example. Ladies, I'm expecting a really good, quick response. Ladies, should you be walking down the prairie path alone at night? Thank you, good. Neither should the guys, really. But actually, I mean, right here in West Chicago, it's not safe, right? Maybe safer for me to do it? Eh, still not safe, but safer. And what's part of the risk? And we just gotta name it. What could happen to ladies, especially? You get raped. You can get raped, right? Which is horrifying abuse and really traumatic. We got to add that level to it, though. Getting raped is horrifying and has huge consequences. But add to it, you don't have the therapy offices, you don't have the hospitals, you don't have a culture that's generally, not always, but generally more accepting and open to people who've been abused, right? I mean, nowadays, you can get a husband or a wife, if you flip it vice versa, uh, if you've been abused or hurt. Nowadays, people are more open to that. Does that make sense? Go back 400 years, and ladies, what are your options for jobs? <laughs> would you, by the way, would you even be in school? No. What are your job options, for real? Stay at home. What was that? Stay at home. Yeah, well, stay at home as a wife, right? So you could be a wife, wife to some dude's house. So wife? Servant, lady in waiting. So you could be a servant, a governess, like the nanny governess Mary Poppins type, right? Where you live in the house, but you teach the kids. Yeah, how's it going? A nun. A cook, which I guess is a servant in the house. How are the, how are the options? Do we have doctor, lawyer, COO, like any of those things out there? No, right? Not even nurse yet, right? That's way recent, although it'll probably happen, but nurse as in like, surgeon nurse type of thing, right? But you would be the nurse like Romeo and Juliet nurse, you would be that, right? So you could actually be the nurse who takes care of other people's children. So the babysitter type, right? So like, see what's going on there? There is one that I, I hate to mention, but we need to in this context, is you could be a prostitute. So you can at least eat, right? Oh, well, have we come a long way? Yes, do we still have a long way to go? Yes, but we've come a long way. You're sitting in school and there's way more options. Fair enough. But I think if you go back to like those six, seven options, 
if she's been abused, if she's been raped, and then she's got to try and get one of those options, is it harder? Oh my goodness, yes, <laughs> especially back then, right? That really limits the options. That'll make even more sense with lines from Hamlet, like get thee to a nunnery and other types, like those types of things. So it's like, what is he trying to say? What's behind that? And what are your options if no one will take you in their house? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there would have been a man playing the girl dressing up as a guy, uh, right? Which I think is for them, they would just play it up, and it was kind of funny, right? They they, they would talk about the layers, but also at, at the same time too, it sure does create unique cognitive dissonance, right? All right. So for Viola dressing up, do you see now even more why she a needs to get a job? She's in a new place. The you know. Olivia won't take anybody, so if I'm gonna go work for a casino, I can't just be like, hi, I'm a girl, can I work for you? That won't work, right? So I'm gonna go get a job as a guy in that house, yes? But I also need to protect myself. Did everybody at least catch that a little bit? I've gotta like stay, it's not safe, but it will be safer if I'm dressing up as my twin brother. Yes? We tracking? Keep going? Okay. I think that's valuable. Sia was fantastic from Africa, from South Africa. She's like, oh yeah, Mr. D, hard for her. I wonder what it was like for a black woman in that culture. And I'm like, yeah, you go, Sia, bring it. Right? Like, right? Add on top of that. Now, Shakespeare does bring in color and racial issues into his plays because we've got to get this stuff on stage, right? He'll see very quickly what he gets on stage for us to deal with. And we're getting there. We are not there, but we're on the journey. Um, and you can think about that with, in Henry V, there's tons of racial stuff that comes up in that play. Think of Othello, right? That's a big one as well. Yes. Yeah, do what you got. Okay, onward. Okay, cool. Now we're going to go back. Act one, scene one, line one. I'm so curious. I love watching your faces to see if this is what you expect from Orsino. <laughs> so here we go. She's a survivor. She's got to do what she needs to do to make it work, right? Heading off to Orsino's house. <laughs> Little cottage. Right? So this would make for a great reality show, yes? The Bachelor with all of his guys in the Bachelor pad, and it's a house full of men with one what? <laughs> Come on, right? why hasn't someone done this yet? One girl who's dressed as the guy who's getting away with it in the guy house. I don't know if that would be a good idea or not, actually. <laughs> Anyways, here she is. Well, that's Orsino. Music be the food of love, play on. Give me excess of it. It's surfacing the appetite may sicken and so die. Okay, vote. 
Come on, thumbs up or thumbs down? Feed him to the lions or yes? Yeah, we like him, right? First impression? Like, yeah, all right. He's a lovesick dude with a little broken arm or like, are you kidding me? Or like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Kind of cute, like the little, what's that called? The mustache thingy? Right, so. No hugging, it's COVID. You have to do heart hugs. Soul hugs. Oh, look, that guy looks like he's 14. What's going on with that guy? All right, here comes Viola. So she's in this house. So if you want to catch the story, catch the link of the story, this is crazy sauce, isn't it? She's in his house, dressed up as a courageous. Okay, we've got a few more lines here. Let me see where we are. We skip, now we're at page 86, and now it jumps all the way down to bottom of 87. I'm not gonna stop it every time. I'll just bark out the pages, but I know we're trying to like, if you're trying to follow, right? So they jump lines. I know, what news from Olivia? Which my mom? I might not be admitting, but from her handmaid to return this house. The element itself, till seven years heat, She'll not behold her face at ample view, but like a cloistress. Hmm. All this to season a brother's dead love, which she would keep fresh and lasting in her sad remembrance. Right. Is he getting in? Nope. Oh, she that had the heart of that fine frame, to pay this debt of love but to a brother. She's like, I could do that. <laughs> I could pay that debt too. <laughs> My brother. My lord of Now, quick pause. Now they jump to scene four, right? So they're going to keep jumping. Before we go to scene four, this is part of why we're studying the film, but really studying the play. They chop some lines there, and it's okay. But I think as we're getting introductions, right? Introductions to the spectrum of love. So I'm going to keep talking about this big spectrum of love, and then this kind of love, and 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 then all the way over here. And what does Shakespeare put on stage? Well, he's already put on stage brother-sister love, right? So we've got that. We've got him like, I love Olivia, but she won't have me. So unrequited love. We're like, I love her, but she don't love me back, which never happens. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right, we keep going. Alright, um, but then there's also this, which I think is intriguing, and I get why they chopped it, because it's maybe a little awkward 20 lines in. But maybe it's just kind of funny, or not. I don't know, right? So everybody go to page 86 and 87, and you got Orsino going, Oh, spirit of love, how quick and fresh art thou, that notwithstanding thy capacity receiveth as the sea. Right? He's like, yes, love is sometimes like the tides, and we've got high tide of love, and then what? Low tide of love. 
And thank you for that cool metaphor, Shakespeare, actually. It's really good. And then Kyrio comes in. Hep, hep, Kyrio. Will you go hunt, my lord? Who wants to go hunting? We're going to go hunting. What, Kyrio? The heart. We're going to go what? Heart hunting. But in England, heart is the name for a deer. Yes? No? Eh? Come on. That's got Shakespeare. All right, so we're going to go heart hunting. And then Orsino's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go heart hunting. I've got the noblest heart of all that I'm hunting, right? Her name's Olivia. This is such an interesting line. We thought she purged the air of pestilence. <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing about this, but in the past I used to say, okay, you're all dying of the plague, right? Because that's, that's the pestilence. So you're all dying of the plague. And then who walks in? Is there music? Yeah, that's right. How fantastic. All right. So, Olivia walks in. You're all dying of the plague. And what does she do? She purges the air of pestilence. But now, during COVID, are we allowed to make the same kind of connection? I, not really. But actually, that's what's going on. Like, the plague was killing how many millions of people? And Shakespeare's like, she purges the air of the plague, right? And uh, Olivia has that type of aura. When she walks in, sickness leaves, and there's music playing in the background. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> That's hysterical. All right, ready? But then he says this. That instant I was turned into a heart. I was turned into a heart. And my desires like fell and cruel hounds, air sense pursued me. Fell means demonic. Cruel means cruel. So my desires were like demonic dogs chasing me. Ladies, do you want someone who has desires for you that is like a demonic dog? That's just really weird. <laughs> right? Isn't that a little weird? Or is that a lot of weird? I don't know. It's just really weird. And what's with the whole hunting thing? Hunting? Is that love? What do you do with a deer when you're hunting it? You shoot it, kill it, chop its head off, and stick the head on the wall? Oh, anybody know what kind of love this is? This is the what? That's called a trophy. So this is the what? Yeah, the trophy wife or the trophy date or whatever, right? I'm going to get that girl to go out with me so that I can be what? Seen with her. Got it? Or she doesn't like me. Oh, yeah, she doesn't like me. Let's go. Game on. Yes? Now... Interestingly, this will be really hard for some of you to have to navigate at Wheaton Academy trying to connect, because I know that never happens around here. There's never the, oh, there's nobody at Wheaton Academy. I can't date anybody here. Plus, it's COVID anyways. And you're like, oh, like oh, who is she? What do we have, like 90 transfers this year? Let's go. Right? So who is she? And now you're like, wait a second. So then you're like, hey, how's it going? I know it's COVID and all, but maybe tonight. And she's like, get out of my face. No one. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yeah? I'm not getting out of your face. And then you keep trying, and you keep trying. And then one day she's finally like, sure. And you go on a couple of dates, right? And then you're like, whatever. And then wait a second. Who is she? Where has she been for the past four years? And then it's now, sorry, and we move on to her. Now, I know that never, ever happens around here, right? At least for the guys. So maybe for the girls, right, girls? You've been wondering who this is, and you like this really, this guy, and you finally, like, you know, you're sitting by him, and, you know, you, 
oh, I won't go there, right? But all the things that we do to try to get him to notice you, right? I used to go there, and then someone's like, Mr. D, you can't do that. I'm like, what do you mean I can't do it? It happens in the halls every day, right? But anyways, I won't go there, right? And so you're doing all these things to get him to notice you, and he finally does, and then he asks you out, or maybe you just ask him out, right? And it happens, and whatever, a couple months later, or a couple hours later, or a couple weeks later, you're like, yeah, cool, whatever. Who is that? Wait, I'm sorry, who is, I'm not supposed to like look at students, who is that? And now you're like, whatever, dude, I want that guy to go out with me. And again, you have to imagine some other school where this would happen, but do we kind of get the idea? <laughs> sorry. Right? Yes? But so it's interesting that Shakespeare sticks that up on stage 400 years ago. It's still around. It's always been around. And that's where you, you like the game. You like the chase of it. Or maybe even simply the trophy of it, right? But then he also adds this whole desire thing, which is a little, right? Good thing the captain says that Orsino is a duke who's noble in nature and in name, right? He actually has a good reputation. He really is a cool dude and he's got a good nature. But this is an interesting opening things, and can, what is it, Frozen 1 or Frozen 2? Can people change? <laughs> no, yes, anyways, we went through this up. But in a Shakespeare play, definitely, people can change and grow. Can you see why they chopped those lines? But can you see why Shakespeare put them in? Because right? on the spectrum of love, does this exist? You ready, here's the better question, is that love? Yeah. Okay. See how this stuff is working. We tracking. It's like we got like five minutes. Should I show three more minutes of the movie and just go right? Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. All right. Act one, scene three. Page ninety-three. Fencing's gonna come up later. Of course, this is Cesario, who's a guy, right? And so the guy coach is gonna help the guy stand up straight. That's really awkward, right? It's not the last awkward thing that happens when you're not really telling everybody who you are. Oh, so I said scene three. Scene four. My bad. Scene four. Scene four. Quick, go to scene four. Page 101. It's been three days. How's their friendship? He's like telling him all the secrets. Now we're going to watch this. We'll go right up to the bell. Just so you don't miss it. I want to make sure you catch it. He's like, you know what? She won't see me. How about you go? You go get her for me. Ready? And you know why you'll be so good at it? Because you're kind of girly. You got like girl's lips and you talk like a girl and you kind of walk like a girl. So since you're kind of girly, you'll be perfect for the job. Why is Cesario kind of girly? Okay, good. <laughs> right. But what makes a girl a girl and a guy a guy? Who's following identity? Then I fix it for shall grow till thou have audience. Sure, my noble lord, if she be so abandoned. My workers, she will attend it better in thy youth. Yeah. I think not so, my lord. Dear lad, believe it. Page 102. Yet belie thy happy years that say thou art a man. See, here we go. Yeah, you're a man. Diana's lip is not more smooth than rubies. 
and those small pipers is a woman's organ, shrill and sound, and I assembled it a woman's pot. Like, don't call me a girl. <laughs> I love it. He's like, oh, my poor arm. I know that constellation is right apt for this affair. Right, and then she goes. Now she's going to go off to Olivia's house to woo Olivia for him. Love? Wait a second. She loves him, but she's willing to do what? Serve him? Like, where is the love? Not only that, they chop these lines. They save them for later. But this is like right now, after three days, she's like, oh my gosh, I know why dad named him. He's amazing. Look at this. I'll do my best to woo your lady. Yet a barful strife where I woo myself would be his wife. Again, if you're following service or love, she wants to marry him, but she's willing to. Love is not self-seeking. Remember that? <laughs> She's willing to get her for him, even though she loves him. <gasps> Wait, we just had like the whole hunting metaphor, but now put that on the spectrum. Does that make sense? Or brother, sister, like, right? We're just going to keep adding and adding as we go. It's time for lunch. Awesome job today. Thanks for listening and acting and engaging. Have a great weekend. Bless you guys. Take care. All right. Peace out.